Welcome to the Blessed Journey. My name is Adam Barillet. Join me as we venture back down the path into nature to discover her magic. Let's learn from the animals, heal with the plants, and feel the crystals. When the moon becomes full, let us gaze up to the stars and find our answers in the darkness. There are so many secrets that Mother Nature has for us. Let's go and find them together. Welcome to another podcast, and I will apologise if you do hear some background noise today. We've got some parrots, some black cockatoos, and some ravens flying around the home at the moment, and going a little bit crazy, but hopefully that adds to a bit of the relaxing ambience as you listen to this week's podcast. Now, on the day that this podcast is released, it is the 12th of July in 2020, And we have another retrograde. Now, if you've been listening to the uh, show every week, you probably notice that he's always banging on about another retrograde. Are these planets always going into retrograde? Well, to be honest with you, around the middle of the year, all those outer planets, so we're looking at Saturn and Jupiter, Uranus, Neptune and Pluto, they all tend to go retrograde around the middle of the year and hang in retrograde for about six months. Now, all of them have gone retrograde. We've got Uranus going in retrograde in August. Mars is going in retrograde in September. And then it's all, you know, Mercury will dabble in and out as it does. And that'll be it for the year. And then as we start to get to the end of the year, all the planets start coming out of retrograde again. So what's going into retrograde today? Chiron. Now, what is Chiron? Well, astronomers can't even tell you that exactly. First, they thought it was a minor planet. Then it started to behave like an asteroid and then a comet. And sometimes they classify it as a centaur. But basically, it's a large body in our sky. And obviously, anything that is in our sky floating around orbiting um, with Earth will have an astrological pull and will have an influence. So Chiron, this body, is named after a Greek mythological creature. And an interesting life Chiron had, well, he was born from good old Zeus. You've probably heard of the the top god in Greek mythology, Zeus. He had a lot of love to give. Let's say it that way. Anyway, he one day, uh, this beautiful young sea nymph called Philandra uh, caught his eye and he's like, oh, want a bit of that. So he tried to kind of woo her. She wasn't interested whatsoever and tried to get away from him. Eventually, Zeus chased himself or turned himself, sorry, converted himself into a horse, hunted her down and basically got what he wanted and then got what he wanted and left. And she, from that kind of um, connection, um, for want of a better term, was um, left pregnant. Now, when Zeus, uh, sorry, when Chiron was born, who was from this kind of incident, Dad was long gone. Zeus had gone off to his next conquest, and of course, Philandra was like he was a, a byproduct of a rape, and I don't want him either. And so he was neglected and abandoned. And the interesting thing about Chiron was he was a centaur, which meant he had the body and top half of a man, and then the hind legs, four legs of a horse, and so. As a victim of rape, he was abandoned. He was ended up being adopted by the god Apollo and ended up becoming a really great teacher and healer. And he ended up being a teacher and a mentor to other heroes you would have heard of, such as Hercules, Achilles, and Jason. So what Chiron teaches us is no matter what has happened to us in our past, and no matter how rough it is, we can convert that and we can become great. So when Chiron goes into retrograde, and Chiron's going into retrograde today, the 12th of July, and will be in retrograde for a few months, during this time, what will happen is past wounds will come up. Maybe they'll just bubble up in your mind. Maybe you'll dream of them. Maybe someone will do something that will throw a bit of salt on an old wound. Now, as with all the retrogrades, we have two choices. We can either feel sorry for ourselves and, and kind of drop into that victim mentality of, oh, because of my past, I can't do this in the future and that type of thing. Or we can look, and this is what Chiron did, we can look at how maybe the things that have happened to us in our past have served us. So let me give you a classic example of someone I remember doing a reading for once. Now, this was a lady who was really angry at her father. 
And because when she grew up, um, her father was a philandra, a bit like a Zeus character. And because of this, her mother had to earn a living for everyone. Father wasn't interested. And so mum was out working three jobs. Now, this lady, when, as she's growing up, she was the youngest, of, uh, sorry, the oldest of four children. And so she basically didn't get a childhood because her whole life was spent raising her other siblings while mum was at work. So she was kind of angry at her father for you know not having the childhood. But I was doing this reading in this lady's private home. Now, if you're familiar with the um, geography of Western Australia, Perth, Western Australia, where I live, it was in Peppermint Grove, which was one of our highest um, socioeconomic areas, you know, big mansions and massive houses, and hers was as well. Now, her husband had recently left her. He was a similar figure to basically Zeus and her father. But she had three beautiful young daughters in this massive house and was very successful in her career. And I was explaining to her how maybe because of the past she'd had and, you know, her mum not being around and dad definitely not being around, that she'd grown this independence. And this has grown her into a person now who was able to raise three daughters by herself and live in this amazing house and not crumble and fall. And so often what has happened to us in our past can help us to find out where we can thrive in the future. For example... I'm not a woman, so I'll never really understand what it's like to be a woman. And, you know, the um, the um, discrimination that you come to, nor am I African-American, so I'll never really fully understand the plight of, you know, the Black Lives Matter and everything that's coming up in, in the United States at this current time. However, many of you probably aren't gay, like myself, and won't know what the issues of that is. So whatever we've experienced in the past, and, and, and your discrimination is one, it could be poverty, it could be you know a physical injury, that gives us an ability to empathize and help other people in that situation as we grow older. The universe will not give you what more than you can handle. Well, if it does, you probably don't end up existing too much longer in that kind of way. So all of these different things that have happened in our past, these wounds, remember humans are meaning-making machines. We work out what's good and what's bad. And remember, everything that's happened to you in the past has given you wisdom, has given you skills, has given you awareness, has given you empathy, has given you an ability to connect with other people in similar situations, and these are all blessings. And so while Chiron is in retrograde, this is a great opportunity for you to look at what your wounds are and look at, I guess, find gratitude for them. Now, there's a couple of crystals that you can work with that are really great for this to help you heal. So if you find that there is something from your past that you need to kind of work through, my favorite crystal is a crystal called Quantum Quattro. You can see a detailed video on my YouTube channel. Just look up my name and Quantum Quattro and you can see pictures of it and all that type of thing. Now, Quantum Quattro is this rare crystal that was found in Namibia in 1996. And it's actually five different crystals grown together. So if you haven't seen it before, try and visualize this. You've got this beautiful vibrant green malachite and then a real emerald green dioptase. And you've got a soft robin eggs blue, uh, robin eggs blue, yeah, that is, right? <laughs> Chrysocola. Um, and then a deep blue shatterkite. So there's waves of greens and blues, all different shades. And then you've got some smoky quartz in there that will be either a black or a brown color as well. Each of these crystals has its separate role in helping you heal any emotional pain. And it does it in a really gentle way. So first of all, you've got that malachite. And malachite helps you bring up those issues to look at, to face them. Really good to do in 2020 as well. Then you've got the deep blue shatterkite, which works with the third eye chakra and helps us go within and understand what happened see the role we played, see how we we're approaching it, possibly open us up to new ways of approaching it in that type of way. We've got then dioptase, which is very much about the heart and accepting and just accepting the past is in the past. It has given me what it has given me, both blessings and been detrimental as well. And then you've got chrysocolla, which just helps us to release. And then after that, Smoky Quartz comes in, gives you a hug and goes, well done, tiger, you let it go. So that is a really great one that I'll be wearing as Chiron goes into retrograde for a few days and also when he goes direct again, comes out of retrograde um, in a few months' time as well, just to, you know, if anything comes up, to help me deal with that. Now, if you're really kind of like, right, let's deal with some wounds and that type of thing, try putting Quantum Quattro, a small piece of it, in your pillow slip. And this can really 
you know, bring up some dramatic dreams, but it can give you some substance and some things to work through. The other crystal that I recommend working with is Charite, C-H-A-R-O-I-T-E. Found in Russia, Charite is the best crystal to help you find out what you want to do with your life. And so what happens is often what has happened to us in our past is setting us up for what we'll be passionate about in the future. And so Charite is a really great one in that type of way. Couple of essential oils that I'd recommend. My favorite two, the first one would be Yarrow. Yarrow is associated with Chiron as well as one of his students, um, Achilles. Yarrow is about purging, getting rid of what no longer serves us. It works really well on the body, the mind, and the spirit, and helping us to find new levels of harmony. It's also got a bit of a magical energy. It's a white flowered essential oil. Plus, when we distill the uh, plant, we actually get this amazingly azure deep indigo blue essential oil it's part of the chamomile family so it works really well with the third eye helps with our understanding of the world and how it's unfolded for us and can be really good as well at just calming us and helping us kind of when we are feeling a bit tormented by our past yarrow offers some comfort there being a chamomile as well so really good on the skin um really i like to actually anoint my third eye chakra with it um sometimes when i go to bed to bring on some interesting dreams and that type of thing. If you're doing another bit of kind of a bit of a hug as well, Douglas fir. Now this is an amazing essential oil. Um, the Douglas fir tree has a bit of a tradition um, in the indigenous people of where it grows in North America. When a baby is born, they'll take the umbilical cord of a baby, split a sapling of a Douglas fir tree, and then they'll actually put the umbilical cord in that split, and then the tree will grow over it, and that tree will become that patron guardian of that individual for the rest of their life. And they can go and, I guess, consult and sit by and find comfort with the energy of that tree. Even there is a myth about the cones of the Douglas fir um, tree. If you look at um, a picture of it, you'll see these kind of little things dangling out. And so once upon a time, there was a forest fire going through the forest and Mother Mouse was trying to find somewhere to hide her babies. And she ran up to Bear and said, Bear, Bear, can you help me find where to hide my babies from this fire? And Bear's like, I've got to get away from the fire. I can't help you. Ran up to Wolf. Wolf, can you help me? I'm trying to get away from the fire. I can't help you. Ow, can you help me? Ow, no, flying away, trying to get away from the fire. And eventually Mother Mouse kind of looked at the inevitable and thought, oh no, my baby ba- my baby mice are going to die. They're going to get burnt in this fire. And then suddenly she started to cry. And then the beautiful Douglas fir tree leant over and said to her, allow your babies to climb up into the cones of my branches and here they'll be safe from the fire. And so when you look at a cone of a Douglas fir tree, what you'll see is these three little things come out. It looks like the, ba- the hindquarters of a mouse and its tail as well. And so the essential oil that we get from the needles or the leaves of the Douglas fir essential oil has this very green, uplifting, comforting, nurturing, but also protective as well. So Douglas fir and yarrow would be my two favorite oils to be working with while you're working through this Chiron retrograde. And Quantum Quattro and Charat would be my two favorite crystals as well. So that's just a little bit of an insight of what to expect at the moment, but that's actually not what I wanted to talk about today and probably not what the title was of this podcast. You wanted to learn about chakras. So first of all, I guess we should look at what are chakras. So chakras are energy points. They have been recognized um, you know, in the East originally, and they've kind of spread across the world and become almost um, you know, a universal understanding of different energy centers in our body. There are many. However, there are seven main ones that we tend to focus on. These go positioned along our spine. They resonate with the rainbow colors, with the base chakra, the bottom one being red, and the crown chakra, the top one being violet. They Each one governs an aspect or different aspects of our lives, different systems and glands in our body, different emotions and, and relationship things and so on. Now, what we're going to look at today is I have a bit of a system of how I like to work with the chakras. And in the past, and I'll put this in the show notes so you're kind of clear on this, I've introduced the idea that we have these eight pagan festivals that are associated with the equinoxes, the what are called the cross festivals, the cross quarter festivals. And so there's eight major happenings throughout um, our solar year as the wheel of the year turns each year. And each one of these kind of corresponds perfectly with a crystal. I'm oh, sorry, with a chakra. So the winter solstice, which is sometimes regarded as the new solar year, is a really good time to focus on the crown chakra because this is when we're quiet, 
We're still, we're introspective, we're getting clear on our spiritual message. And then as the weather gets warmer, we then go to our third eye chakra and we think, okay, this is my spiritual path. What am I going to do with the spiritual path? And so you kind of get really clear on that and how am I going to implement that into the world? As we start to get into our spring festivals, we start to vocalize. We send out seeds of desire. We send energy out. This is what I'm doing. We then move to our heart chakra. We give it love. And by the time we get to summer, we're, you know, we've, we're out there, we're active, we're socializing, we're networking, and this is a really great time to work on our solar plexus chakra. As the summer starts to wane, we enjoy the fruits of our labor, and that's very much the sacral chakra. Then, as we get to autumn, we start to simplify what's worked, what hasn't, gets back down to basics, what really is of core importance to us. That's our base chakra. And then the eighth festival, known as Samhain, or also Halloween, so this happens around May in the Southern Hemisphere and around October 31st in the Northern Hemisphere. This is where we look at two other chakras known as the Soul Star and the Earth Star Chakra, which are our connection to the universe and the Earth as a whole as well. So those are kind of the chakras we look at. And as you can see, we, go, we journey with the chakras as we journey through the year. As you know, we've just come out a couple of weeks ago out of a solstice. So in the Southern Hemisphere, where I am, we've come out of the winter solstice, so crown chakra. And if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you've just come out of the summer solstice, which is the solar plexus chakra. So what I wanted to do today is I wanted to dive into these two chakras, what they are, how to work with them, different crystals and oils that you can use with them, and why it might be interesting to, or why it might be a good idea to kind of dive in and work with them um, at this time of year and how you can and that type of thing as well. So I hope that sounds fun. Tough luck if it doesn't, that's what I'm talking about today. And so we're going to start off kind of diving into um, a bit of an idea of what exactly are the chakras. So they are energy centers. So, you know, they, they're visualized sometimes as being balls of energy. They each have a color. So when you're doing meditation, you might visualize the most perfect version of, you know, if you're doing the heart chakra, that most perfect green sphere of light or that also on. Now, there is this idea, and it's quite a popular idea. You'll go to, say, a crystal or a new age shop, and they'll have a chakra balancing kit, and it'll have seven different crystals of the seven rainbow colors, and you whack them over the chakras, and it helps to balance your chakras. However, let's go a little bit further, a little bit deeper. So, Chakras are energy centers. I want you to think about your own energy, your overall just general energy. When you woke up this morning, you know, you often hear that a chakra is open or closed. Now, if you think about your energy right now, when you woke up this morning or at any point in time, would you say your energy is open or closed? Or would it be closer to kind of say, oh, well, sometimes my um, energy is low? Sometimes it's high and sometimes I just feel kind of content and just right. Well, that's what chakras do as well. You know, this idea, I know sometimes they're depicted as flowers and maybe they open and close, but the energy can ebb and flow. So with this idea of just using seven different crystals and just grab one that matches the color, I think this can kind of not, not, not be harmful, but have an adverse or an unwanted effect compared to what you're actually trying to do. So let's say, for example, that your base chakra, the chakra that is, um, you know, it corresponds with the color red, it's about feeling grounded and that type of thing. Let's say that that's overactive. Now, if we put a fiery red crystal, maybe a ruby or a red garnet on an overactive base chakra, what do you think that's going to do? It's like, it's going to fire it up. It's like giving a four-year-old a red bull and telling him to go to bed. So what I want to introduce you to today is the idea of working with different crystals and different essential oils based on where your chakras are at. Now, how do you tell where your chakras are at? Well, I've got a link in the show notes with a bit of a, um, a video showing you how to determine where your chakras are at using a pendulum. There are different ways. I'm going to describe some characteristics. You know, there are. You can use tuning forks. You can use uh, muscle testing whole range, but I really love to use a pendulum. So check out the YouTube video, but basically ask the pendulum and say, show me whether this chakra is overactive, underactive, or balanced. And based on that, what you can then do is you can kind of go, okay, well, if it's overactive, I'll use this crystal in this oil. 
or this or this and so on. Does that make sense? I, ho- I hope so. Um, this is always the challenge when doing a podcast. I'm talking to myself and hoping that you're nodding in agreeance. Um, of course, my contact details are below, so if I totally throw you, you're always welcome to reach out and I'm more than happy to explain it more. But check out that YouTube video and that should make some sense as well. So we're going to have a very quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to dive into two chakras. So I'm going to explore the crown chakra. And this is the one that I recommend for everyone in the southern hemisphere to be focusing on at the moment and work on getting that balanced. And then we're going to focus on the solar plexus chakra, which is the one that I recommend for those that are in the northern hemisphere because they're at the peak of summer at the moment and being out there, getting out there and sociable and all that type of thing as well. So we're going to take a short break and then we'll come back and dive into those two chakras, what they mean, what they all stand for and crystals and essential oils you can use for them as well. Welcome back. So we're going to dive into the crown chakra. So we get our pendulum. We basically ask it to show us the energy of a balance chakra and what that looks like. And it will swing a certain amount. And then we put our hand, our receptive hand, the hand we do not write with. So most of us, that will be our left. Pop that over our crown chakra and we say, show me the energy of my crown chakra. If it swings more, that's suggested at this point in time, that chakra is overactive. If it swings less, it's underactive. And if it swings about the same, Eureka, we've got it balanced at that point in time. Now remember, chakras can ebb and flow and change really quickly. You know, you might get a sudden fright or something might happen and, you know, it will shift the energy of that chakra. Or there could have been something that's happened to you in the past and a bit of an essential oil and a bit of crystal will help a bit of temporary relief, but it's not going to heal that problem until you really solve that and work through that in different ways as well. So that's just something to kind of keep in mind. So Let's look at the crown chakra. So the crown chakra, for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere, this is one I recommend you look at. This is considered of the seven main chakras. It is considered to be the most spiritual. So this is about your connection to what spirituality is, your understanding of um, why we're here. It kind of is encompassed in that eternal question that we're all asking is what is the meaning of life and that type of thing. When this chakra is overactive, what tends to happen, you'll always be able to pick these people that have an overactive crown chakra. They're the ones that will come up to you at a crystal store or a new age festival and go, I just need to let you know that Archangel Raphael wants you to know you need to drink more water. I need to sit down. I'm having a download. And they're almost off with the fairies all the time. You know, they forget to eat and pay their bills and pick up the kids from school. And, you know, in extreme examples, there has been some really interesting research where people with um, kind of mental disorders or psychological disorders or um, that type of thing will have big issues with their crown chakra. It's almost as though their soul isn't in alignment with their body. So obviously we want to soothe the energy of this chakra. We want to bring someone back because this escapism and kind of a lot of the time, if there's been some trauma in the past, people will try and escape and would rather hang out in the angelic realms or other realms because they don't want to deal with the harshness of this reality. So we want to settle that energy. So one of my favorite crystals to work with is one called Lapidolite. It's a soft purple kind of lilac crystal and what gives it that purple color is lithium now what do we use lithium for in a pharmaceutical sense we use it for bipolar people and so in a way this crystal brings that soothing energy but on an energetic level so really good for an overactive crown chakra using that crystal wearing it meditating and putting it above your crown above your head laying down and visualizing a nice perfect soft purple ball of light at the top of your head can be a really great way to use that crystal another one if you don't have lapidolite is purple fluorite fluorite it's a crystal that grows in squares it comes in many colors you often see rainbow fluorite which is greens and purples all together but you just want to get a plain purple bit any crystal that grows in squares puts everything back into control, structure, and order. So when the energy of the crown chakra is scattered and all over the place, purple fluorite helps to bring it back into place as well. You know, purple garnets is one, another one. Violet spinel is another one. A couple of different ones you can use. Those ones I find are the main ones. When it comes to essential oils that you want to use with this, 
The essential oil I'd recommend is rosemary. Now, rosemary is an amazing essential oil. Um, the plant has purple flowers, which gives it a bit of a connection to um, the crown chakra. But rosemary, what do we say when we think of rosemary? You know, it's used in funeral rite, rosemary for remembrance. So yeah, rosemary is an amazing one for when we're studying and trying to commit things to memory. So it works really well in that way. It's also used when we have, you know, at a funeral as a bit of a symbolic memory to remember those that are past, remember the dead. But on a deeper level, rosemary helps us remember why we incarnated in to this lifetime. There's actually this beautiful um, story that says when we are an infant within our mother's womb, Archangel Gabriel comes and tells us what our life purpose will be. And then just before we're born, Gabriel touches us just under the nose where that little de- and forms that little dent, you know, that we see between our nose and our mouth. It's sometimes called Gabriel's touch. And we forget. And then we're born and off we go with life. So rosemary helps us to remember that we are here having a physical experience in a physical world as a physical incarnation. And so those that are trying to escape off to the fairy realms or the angel realms or the 18th dimension or wherever you're heading and not do what we're here to do on planet Earth, rosemary helps us remember that as well. So this is a really great essential oil. I love, you know, a really great simple way to use rosemary essential oil is it's actually amazing, I find, for my hair. And so each time I am washing my hair, especially if you find that you do have a bit of an overactive crown chakra, pop a drop or two of rosemary in with the shampoo and rub that onto the crown of your head. You can also anoint it any time. You know, doTERRA has a, a really amazing essential oil that you can actually flavor your food with. So you can cook with rosemary, you can diffuse it. Um, you can aromatically dress in it or anoint your head, all these different ways. And all this can help to bring and settle down that chakra and help bring it into balance. So that's when you have an overactive crown chakra. But what happens if it's underactive? And the majority of people do have an underactive crown chakra because a lot of us are so invested in our physical reality that we forget that there is a bigger meaning. We get to the end of our lives and we don't realize or we wait till later life. Now, the fact that you're listening to a podcast on spirituality and crystals and essential oils and so on would suggest that you're probably in the minority and that you may not have an underactive crown chakra, but a lot of the people around you probably do. So what we want to do here is we want to stimulate that. Now, there is one crystal and one essential oil that I love for the crown chakra, and that's amethyst and lavender. Now, I don't know if you remember what the first crystal you ever bought was, but for me, it was an amethyst. And when it comes to aromatherapy, you know, one of the very first oils we normally get ourselves is good old lavender. And with both these gifts from nature, it's as if when we're drawn to them, there's something within us, whether it's our soul or our subconscious or a guardian angel whispering in our ear that says there's more to life than this rat race. And trying to run around and do, you know, everything and keep up with everyone else. And I just want to stop and pause and relax. And this is a really interesting thing because we're trying to stimulate an energy center and we're using amethyst and lavender that are relaxing. But how we actually stimulate and develop our crown chakra is not by doing more. It's by doing less. It's by being still and quiet, and starting to think for ourselves. So if you do find when you play around with your pendulum that at this point in time you've got an underactive crown chakra, maybe you're getting too focused on the physical and the small intricacies of life, and you're not looking at the bigger picture of why you're here, then go back to your amethyst, get your lavender out, you can diffuse it during the day, maybe mix it with something like wild orange, um to have a bit of more of an uplifting energy so you're not falling asleep at the desk or as you're running around all day. But at night, beautiful. Aromatically dress in it. Cover your whole body with it. Anoint it on the soles of your feet. Anoint it on your crown. Cover yourself in it. Pop it in the diffuser. Beautiful. Have your amethyst. It's one of the few um, ones that I would recommend for the bedroom. Um, And we might have to do a podcast on the bedroom soon, actually. All these different ideas. Um, So, yes, that's a really good one. Um for helping to kind of settle um, that 
ourselves so that we can allow ourselves to spiritually explore and that will stimulate our crown chakra. Other crystals that you can use, um, I would look at things like, there's a crystal called Violet Flame Opal, can be really good. Uh, if you're familiar with the Aura Quartzes, there's Violet Aura Quartz can be really good as well. Um, but th those would probably be, uh, even a Purple Sapphire would be really good if you happen to have a Purple Sapphire. They're rather rare as well. So those are the ones I really like when you've got an underactive crown chakra. Now, what happens if it's balanced? Do we just pat ourselves on our back and go on the merry way? Well, no, we want to keep it balanced. And so what we want to do here is just like when we're healthy, we take our supplements to make sure that we um, maintain our good health. We want to use crystals and oils as well. So when you have a balanced crown chakra, Basically, you feel clear on what you're here. You know what your gifts are and you're able to kind of share them with the world. And you also have a perception of what I call divine beauty and divine perfection. So divine perfection is kind of what I was talking about that lady before who had, you know, the father that wasn't around for childhood and how, in a way, that set her up to be successful in later life. That's how the universe unfolds. Everything is unfolding perfectly and we don't need to put good and bad meanings on it. Divine beauty is being able to see the beauty in everything, to be able to see um, the, you know, how not, not go, this is good and this is bad as well. And let me read you a beautiful quote by Ram Das. He's a spiritual teacher. He recently passed away, and I just love this quote. He said, when you go out into the woods and you look at trees, you see all these different trees, and some of them are bent and some of them are straight, and some of them are evergreens, and some of them are whatever. And you look at the tree and you allow it. You see why it is the way it is. You sort of understand that it didn't get enough light, and so it turned out that way. And you don't get all emotional about it. You just allow it. You appreciate the tree. But the minute you get near humans, you lose all that. You're constantly saying, oh, you're to this, or I'm to this. That judgment mind comes in. And so I practice turning people into trees, which means appreciating them just the way they are. And I absolutely love that way of just seeing the beauty and the perfection in everyone. And that's as we have a balanced crown chakra, we do start to get that more gracefulness, that oneness, that contentment, because we're not thrown by these different happenings in life and we're not craving something else. Everything as it is is perfect and we're here on our journey to experience and achieve what we want to do as well. So what can we do to maintain a perfect crown chakra, a nice balanced crown chakra? Well, my favorite crystal is one called Sugilite. S-U-G-I-L-I-T-E. Now some people you may have heard this pronounce it as Sugilite or Sugilite or something like that. It was discovered, this crystal, by a Japanese petrologist by the name of Kenichi Sugi, and this, it's called Sugi Light. And so, hey, if I had a crystal named after me, I'd want people pronouncing it correctly after, you know, years of being called Adam Barrelette. Um, you know, so I'm very passionate about making sure that Sugi Light. Now, Sugi Light is an amazing one for helping us connect with that sense of universal love and really lifting ourselves up above the, the mundane pettiness and being picky and judgmental and all those things that we we're just talking about with that Ram Das quote and just realizing that everything is as it is and not just allowing it and embracing that and that also applies to yourself and not being so hard or judgmental on yourself as well so Sugula is absolutely amazing for that other crystals that are great for it purple tourmaline purple beryl is really good any of them are really good and the essential oil that I would pair with them is frankincense Frankincense is amazing because it has two kind of aspects to it. First of all, it is the cleansing and, you know, getting rid of everything that doesn't service essential oil, but it is also a consecrating and blessing oil as well that helps us connect with our spirituality. It is also helps us deal with um, the divine masculine, that expansive kind of energy and how can we grow a little bit more as well. So this is the perfect oil to use when you have a balanced chakra. So those are the different things we can work with when we are, have a balanced or an unbalanced chakra. And I'm going to give you one other little thing to consider. So what happens, you may find as you keep checking in with your crown chakra, maybe day after day, 
that it remains balanced. And then what we can do is we can actually expand that chakra. Now, that doesn't mean give it more energy because then it will become overactive, but expand its capacity. And as we do this with the crown chakra, what starts to happen is we start to kind of get this greater sense of um, how we can really get out there and find our life purpose. So our crown chakra helps us understand what we're here to do. As we expand that, we work out how that applies to the world. And so you can start to go, okay, what's the deeper meaning? But what's the deeper meaning of my unique special gifts and that type of thing? And an amazing crystal, I already mentioned it before, is that charite. And this is where charite is really good. You know, Chiron's going into retrograde. If you've got a balanced crown chakra, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, work with charite. Perfect in so many different ways. Um, but any of your kind of higher vibration or rarer purple crystals, so this can be anything such as a celestial amethyst, hackmanite, camerarite, um, lavender jade, lavender quartz, purple angelite, purple scapolite, purpurite, um, spurite, stitchedite, Tiffany stone, violet smithsonite. And you may be going, what on earth is he banging on about? If you've got a, if you've got any of those crystals, these are these higher vibrational purple crystals that can help you kind of go, okay, what am I here to? How can I be of service to the world and how can I use my journey to, to better the greater good? The essential oil that pairs really well with them is Litsia. Litsia, also known as Mei Chang, is a beautiful lemon-scented essential oil, but it actually comes from a tree native to Asia with a purple berry. And it has the energy of laughter. And think about it. Anything we can laugh at has no power over us whatsoever. So this is an amazing um, oil for helping us to lighten up and let go, again, as I said, of all these mundane things that drag us down in that type of way. So Litsy is absolutely amazing. So diffuse that, use that, grab one of them. And I would say if you find, if you test your chakra, your crown chakra for three days in a row and it's balanced, then you can start working with that expanded one and kind of step up in that type of way. And then... Check, keep checking every day and if it falls underactive or overactive balance it keep it balanced for three days and then go back to expanse as well so that is how we can work with the crown chakra and that's if you're in the southern hemisphere i'd really encourage you to try that at the moment because the weather the climate it's cold we're inside we're being still we're more introspective it really kind of um this is the time for focusing on our crown chakra so to those that are in the Northern Hemisphere, enjoying the lovely summer weather at the moment, thank you for sitting patiently and letting me get through that Southern Hemisphere stuff. Let's talk about your chakra, the solar plexus chakra. Now, before I go on, you know, this is how I like to work with the chakras. This is something I encourage. And what it does is it makes sure that we give equal attention to all of our chakras. We kind of swap that every eight weeks or so as we start to get into another festival as well. You don't have to follow this way. You may just go... I think I've got some issues with my solar plexus chakra and I live in Australia. Go, focus on that or focus on your throat chakra or whatever you want to do. Definitely dive into that. But I'm just proposing that it's always good to check in with one. And you will notice, I'm going to give you a little secret. I'm going to embarrass myself here. If you watch me and if you watch my lives on Facebook um, on my Crystal Connections page, you'll watch my crystals change and my outfit color change throughout the year. I am like a blooming rainbow. So at the moment... You'll see me wearing a lot of purple. Um, occasionally I change when there's a, a retrograde or something like that. And then you'll see me go into deep blues for the third eye chakra, light blues, and then you know, greens, pinks, and all that kind of thing. So you can. And that that's I've been doing that now for several years, and it really helps me to work in tune with nature and with my energy centers and get really real good clarity on what are my chakras that are of, you know, of great strength and balance all the time and which ones are weaker and i just have to be mindful of that as well let's dive into the solar plexus chakra so the solar plexus chakra is located at the base of your sternum now you can feel this energy shift when you get a sudden fright when someone jumps up and goes boom behind you and you, you jump or that type of thing now this resonates with the color yellow and i remember trying to describe this i was once teaching a class with a group of children um, they wanted to learn about crystals and the chakras. And like, how do I explain these complex energy centers to, um, you know, in a simple way? And I explained the solar plexus chakra as our own personal sun. And what happens is some people, when they have an underactive crown, uh, sorry, underactive solar plexus chakra, 
they hide their son away they slouch and you know you can imagine i'm actually slouching in my chair right now they slouch over and they hide that light away and some people have an overactive solar plexus chakra and they've got their chest so far stuck out and their blinding light is almost it's in everyone's face but what we want is we want a beautiful radiant sun we want the light to shine out of us brilliantly that everyone feels comfortable happy and wants to be around us and that kind of thing and that's basically what the solar plexus chakra is about it also governs our digestive system and our spleen. And so our digestive system obviously is about digesting and getting the goodness out of our food, but also getting the goodness out of life and helps us digest trouble. So the key word that I love for the solar plexus chakra is self-empowerment. Now, if you get a phone call from a doctor and go, there's something wrong, I need you to come in and talk to me tomorrow you're going to start to get really fearful and feel disempowered because you, you've lost your power. That power has been given to someone else in that type of way. Or someone goes, we need to have a chat later. You're like, what's wrong? I, I can't talk to you about it now. I'll wait till we're in private tomorrow. Do you mean, and we feel disempowered. Sometimes you hear kids, they don't want to go to school. They've got a bellyache, but it's not necessarily that they've got a, um, you know, that there's something physically wrong. It's just they're apprehensive. They're nervous about something and they feel disempowered about something that's going to happen or is happening at school. And so they, they, they get that butterfly in their bellies and that type of thing. So that's what our solar plexus chakra is all about. So those in the Northern Hemisphere, you get at your pendulum, you swing it around or it swings itself around actually, and it's overactive. So how do you pick someone with an overactive solar plexus chakra? Well, what tends to happen is you assert your personal power on other people. So you can be loud, bossy, and pushy, and domineering. Sometimes you can be a workaholic because you have to do all the work because no one else can do it as well as you. Or you can be a perfectionist because you're trying to have control over everything in that type of way. Now that obviously, you may know people like that in your life. So we want to settle that down. So what can we use? So one of my favorite crystals, remember we are talking about purple fluorite before with the crown chakra? Well, you can use golden fluorite. And golden fluorite or yellow fluorite helps to settle that as well. Another family of crystals that's really good when we have an overactive solar plexus chakra or any of the chakras are calcites. Calcites, when you feel a raw bit of calcite, it feels like wax or soap. And what do we use soap for? That's right, we use it for washing. I hope you know that. So calcite helps to wash away excess energy. So you can get yellow calcite, and that's really good also when you've got an overactive solar plexus chakra. The essential oil I would team with that is lemongrass. Lemongrass is amazing. It's cleansing and clarifying on a physical level. It's high in something called citrol. Citrol is great for helping the body to detoxify, get rid of what doesn't serve us. For the mind, it brings clarity of mind. It gets mental clutter out of the way. And on an energetic level, think of it, lemongrass is like a, the, the, it's a grass, obviously, um, that it's these big, long blades. So I always visualize this is where the essential oil comes from when we steam distill those grass blades, and they're like swords. So I think of lemongrass as like the sword of light, cutting away all that's not serving us and getting rid of all those different things and bringing clarity in the way. So lemongrass is absolutely amazing. I love lemongrass. I use doTERRA's lemongrass quite a lot on my benches at home. It gets rid of all the little marks and scratches and just grime and cleans and smells fresh. It's one of my favorite ways. It's great in a diffuser, especially in the afternoon if you're feeling a bit lethargic. Try a bit of lemongrass and it gives you that pick-me-up or whenever you just need to focus on that. Or if you are focusing on your solar plexus chakra, anoint it on the solar plexus chakra and allow to help bring that into balance so you can place that crystal on that solar plexus chakra lay down and visualize a nice radiant friendly warm yellow sun of light shining in that area at the base of your sternum so let's say now that you get your pendulum and you've got an underactive solar plexus chakra so how does this display out in the world well, you tend to allow other people to assert their personal power on you. And you may find there are many incidences in your life where no one asks you what you think or you don't get to speak up or you don't get to say what you want or you're not even considered or that, you know, you feel sh ashamed of something or someone else has kind of brought this shame on you and so you're not proud of who you are. And, you know, you this is kind of the self-esteem center as well. You have low self-esteem. I have nothing to offer, so I'll just let someone else decide because they're going to do 
a better job, that kind of thing. Now, that is obviously not serving us in that type of way. So we definitely want to boost that. My favorite crystal for this is good old citrine. Citrine is a yellow type of quartz. It has a, it grows in points and anything with a point sends energy into somewhere or send directs energy somewhere. So it will help to add extra solar, beautiful sunlight energy into that. Helps with our happiness, helps with our self-esteem, helps with our courage, beautiful. Other crystals, sunshine or a quartz, yellow sapphire, yellow opals, great. Or tiger's eye is an amazing one as well. With essential oils, a couple of options here. First one, ginger. Ginger is great for our digestive system. I love ginger, doTERRA's ginger. A drop of that in sparkling water, it's like drinking ginger beer. I find it's great for my digestion. It helps my digestion, but it's also healthier than ginger beer. A lot less sugar in that kind of way. Or you can anoint that on the solar plexus chakra. Really empowering, kind of really gives you that boost. So when you are feeling shy, that's an amazing one. Another one that I also love to add to water is lemon. And I, this is probably one of the first oils I have every single morning. Another great one for the digestive system. Lemon, its gift is brilliance. It gifts out our ability to show our brilliance and shine in the world. So when you are being shy, that can be an amazing one. So again, in your water, in your diffuser, uh, you can anoint either of these on your solar plexus chakra. It can be a really great way as well. So let's say... You check with your pendulum and your solar plexus chakra is balanced. Hooray! Yes, congratulations to you. So we want to maintain that balance of that chakra. And so what we want to do is we want to work with different crystals and oils that are going to help to maintain that. So when your solar plexus chakra is balanced, what you'll find is that with this personal power, you don't assert nor allow people to assert on you. You work cooperatively, you're friendly, you're sociable, you collaborate and you're looking for win-win situations. You want to see the greater good of all concerned. And so that's a real kind of priority when it comes to um, the solar plexus chakra. And you enjoy social interactions as well because there isn't this up and down of status and hierarchy and all that type of thing. So crystals that help to maintain a balanced solar plexus chakra a really good one is good old yellow tourmaline can be really good. Um, I also like to work with um, Heliodor. Now Heliodor is a yellow beryl. It's or yellow emerald. And so this can be a really powerful one that you can work with as well. Or yellow appetite. The essential oil. I love here to work with bergamot. Now bergamot is a citrus essential oil, but it's got linalool in it. And linalool is what makes lavender and neroli and magnolia so relaxing so whereas the citrus is a normal like woohoo bergamot is a bit more like yeah it's a bit more chilled out so it really does help to it keeps us um excited it keeps us radiant and vibrant but not in an overbearing kind of manner and it is another great one for maintaining and boosting good self-esteem as well so that is a really great one. I should also mention while we're talking about citrus oils, whether it be lemon or bergamot or any of the others as well, these essential oils are really good for, um, you know, in different ways. But if you put them on your skin, they make your skin photosensitive. So what that means, if you put bergamot or lemon or any of the other citrus oils on your skin and then go out down to the beach into the sun, it's going to make your skin more likely to burn. So don't do that. You're going to come back looking like a red lobster from the beach. So if you are putting essential oils on during the day, put them either on somewhere where you're not going to be, um, you know, where the sun won't be shining. So you could anoint it over your solar plexus chakra unless you're wearing a two-piece bikini um, or leave it till the evening as well. Um, another one really good for a balanced oil that's... Um, not a citrus that's really good for a balanced solar plexus chakra and maintaining that is lemon myrtle a beautiful one um, from australia you know its gift is mateship it allows us to make sure that we see everyone as equal so it's really good for getting rid of any discrimination in that kind of way as well could even work with turmeric turmeric's really good in that way as helping to equalize people out as well now just like with the solar plexus chakra as we um find its balance over a certain amount of time you might want to then expand that and go how can my collaborations with other people 
allow me to work with other people and make positive shifts in the world and greater shifts in the world. So our solar plexus chakra allows us to collaborate and work with community and expand in that type of way. So rather than trying to compete and one-up others, again, we all rise up together. And so that's really the key phrase of expanding the solar plexus chakra um, is that as I shine brighter, so do all those that are touched by my light. The crystal that would support this, golden dambrite is absolutely amazing. That's one of my favorites. But bumblebee stone, golden labradorite, Libyan desert glass, triphane or yellow zincite can be really good as well. The essential oil, I would work with lemon scented gum or lemon eucalyptus. Uh, laurel leaf can be great. Manuka, melissa, amazing. And these will all help you to expand and make a bigger um, kind of contribution to the world and feel confident doing that as well. So... Those are our two chakras, our crown chakra and our solar plexus chakra. And as we kind of spin around the wheel of the year, I'll jump back in and occasionally we'll talk about some of the other chakras as well. And yeah, hopefully that's of relevance to you. But I'd really encourage you to grab your pendulum and, you know, see how you go with that. Check out the YouTube video. I've got the link of that below and see and focus on them and find balance in them for the next few weeks and you know, do some more reading, do some more research, really dive into them and go, okay, why? It, not just, oh, it's unbalanced and I'll whack the oil on and I'll, you know, put the crystal on and carry that around and hopefully that'll sort it out. But ask yourself, why? What else can I do? If it's the solar plexus chakra, do we need to look at your self-esteem? If it's your crown chakra, do we need to look at how much busyness there is in your life and how you feel about being still? And is, is there an aversion to that in that type of way? Maybe check out when I talked about vetiver last week in last week's podcast. But apart from that, that's all for this podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. Um, good luck with Chiron Retrograde. Remember, every retrograde is an opportunity for us to grow and learn more about ourselves. So hopefully you're able to do that. And hopefully this podcast has allowed you to do that as well. I'll be back same time next week with something else. What are we going to tackle? You'll have to join me to find out. Thank you so much for joining me on The Blessed Journey today. I hope what we've explored has helped to ignite a light within you so that you may shine a little bit brighter out in the world. Feel free to subscribe so you get notified of future episodes and I love receiving your five-star reviews and reading your comments. Until the next episode, check me out on social media. Go to adambarillet.com. Find me under Adam Barillet at YouTube and Instagram as well as Crystal Connections with Adam Barillet on Facebook. I look forward to joining you again soon. Blessed be.